the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. And good afternoon to you. Welcome. It is a Thursday, the 19th day of November, five minutes after the hour of 5 p.m. And welcome to another edition of Lifeline. We're here Monday through Friday, as we have been for, lo, these 31 years, addressing issues that impact your life, your world, and your Christian walk. Pretty packed agenda for you tonight. A little bit later on, Clay Allen is going to join us. There is some new research that demonstrates a pretty interesting connection between premarital sexual activity amongst children in particular and brain development. And this is something you're going to want to stay tuned for. And I know many parents struggle with having these so-called birds and bees talk with their kids. So maybe we'll offer some insights and pointers for you when Clay Allen from Avenue joins us a little bit later on in the first hour tonight. Also, we'll have Alex Perry drop by for an update on Wall Street. Uh, A bit of a receding of numbers on the big board today, much of this in response to COVID. And uh, if you haven't heard it yet, let me be the one to share the unfortunate news that the governor has now instituted a limited curfew. Reading from the public notice, upon assessment of the recent unprecedented rate of COVID-19 cases across California, the California Public uh, Department of Public Health is taking immediate actions to prevent the spread of the virus. These actions will help reduce community spread, protect individuals at higher risk, so on and so forth. Um, therefore, the state public health officer issues a limited stay-at-home order effective in counties under the Tier 1 purple, which is pretty much all of us here in the Bay Area, uh, that will immediately require gatherings with members of other households and all activities conducted outside of the residence, lodging, or temporary accommodation with members of other households must cease between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Pacific time, except with those activities associated with the operation maintenance or usage of critical infrastructure or required by law. Meanwhile, as this order is being issued today and will be in effect for the next 30 days, the CDC is encouraging people to just stay home at Thanksgiving. Given this major spike, which we've long been predicting, we knew this was coming, these are actions being taken by the states to encourage all of us to try and limit our exposure. Now, I know almost everyone is thinking, yeah, this is coming from Governor Newsom. In some circles, referred to as Governor French Laundry Newsom for violating his own policies and setting a horrible example. Well, a pox on his house, shame on him for that kind of behavior. 
um, our officials, our elected officials, should understand that they need to lead by example. The do as I say, don't do as I do methodology might be okay if you're a parent of a minor child, but when you're the governor of the state or president of a nation, you need to lead by example. And then in this case, unfortunately, Governor Newsom, in his outing, uh, going to a posh dinner party at the French Laundry restaurant up in the the Napa area here about a weekend or two ago, I guess it was, um, failed miserably in that task. But let's not get caught up on pointing fingers, because the governor may act foolish, does not negate at all the urgency to make sure we are protecting one another. And I know there are some listening right now that will say, oh, Craig, face masks are overrated. They violate my constitutional right to freedom. They somehow impede my First Amendment rights. On and on the list goes. And that's fine. If, if that's the conclusion you wish to draw, it's a free country, as they say. You're welcome to do so. May I, however, appeal for a moment to not your political viewpoint, but rather your relationship with God, and hoping that you believe that his word is inspired by him, and that every single word contained in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is true and is valid for use in encouragement, correction, exhortation, etc. Can we agree on that? If we agree on that as a starting point, then let me point your attention to a passage in Matthew, specifically Matthew 26, verse 36 and following, in which Jesus was asked, and I'm quoting, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? To which Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, he continues to say, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Close quote. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So says Scripture to us. So says Scripture. So, if you believe that the Word is inspired of God and correct in the application of encouragement, exhortation, reproof, etc., then let me point your attention to that passage of Scripture and say, if you don't wish to wear a mask for yourself, then wear a mask because you're proving your obedience to that passage of Scripture. Failing to do so shows not only utter disregard for your co-workers, the people that you live with in the community, the people that you might even suggest you are concerned about their eternal destination, but it also demonstrates, I believe, a complete disregard for the veracity of Scripture. Because if you believed it, you would live it. All right, I'm going to climb down off my soapbox. Social distance. Wear a face mask. And the CDC is suggesting if you don't have to travel for Thanksgiving, don't do it. Yeah, we're tired of this. Yes, it's terribly inconvenient. No, I didn't want to call friends and family and cancel my annual Thanksgiving get-together. But I did it. 
because I care about my friends and my family, and I don't want to put them at risk just so I can brag about how good the turkey tasted the next Friday. It's just the right thing to do. Speaking of the right thing to do, um, and on the topic of turkeys, let me, me turn to another pressing issue. As we are painfully aware, the impact of COVID, even as we're about to learn of um, further um, difficulties experienced on Wall Street today because of all of this, brings to mind our neighbors that are hurting. And there are people that you work with, that you go to church with, that live up the street from you or in the same complex that are struggling even to have their own family together at Thanksgiving, let alone the idea of traveling somewhere else, getting on an airplane, just not going to happen because the money is not there. They are unemployed, and many of those benefits, by the way, because Congress has failed to act, and attentions in Washington, D.C. are elsewhere and not on the more urgent matters at hand, short of passing extended emergency relief measures, many of those benefits are going to run out at the end of the year. Then you'll really see a gargantuan crisis. In the meanwhile, I would prayerfully ask you to consider standing with your less fortunate neighbors, people that you work with, people that you go to church with, to pray for them if they've lost a job, and then rally together to see if we can do something, at least to make sure that they at home, within their family, can enjoy a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Many families are not only hurting significantly right now, they're struggling just to make the rent, let alone to cover other associated expenses with raising a family. So the idea of running out to name your favorite grocery store chain here and spending a huge amount of grip to buy turkey, stuffing, vegetables, pies, all the goodies that we would normally enjoy on any other Thanksgiving, well, it's just not just not going to happen for them. But we can make it happen for them. We partner with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. The urgent need right now is for 250 KFAX listeners to each adopt a needy family. That would accomplish our goal. We set out a week ago wishing to provide the resources to adopt 1,500 needy families. And thanks to your hard work and sacrifice, we've got 1,250 of the 1,500 adopted. But we need 250 more. If you'll call right now, or better yet, even go online to kfax.com and click on the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage, your gift of $40 with a matching grant at a limited time will provide two average families of five a complete traditional Thanksgiving dinner and plenty more for up to 20 meals. Every dollar you give will be matched dollar for dollar. Every dollar you give fully tax deductible. So what are you willing to do? Can you give us a couple of hundred bucks and let us go out and provide traditional Thanksgiving meals for, my goodness, 10 families? Again, on average, $40 feeds the average family of five Thanksgiving dinner and plenty more for up to about 20 meals. Matching grant means two families. So if you give $40, you'll meet the needs of two families. $80 will, with the match, means four families will be adopted. And 
if you can give, say, 160, that means that eight families and 200, 10. Do the math. So just want to urge you to please stand with us and stand with these needy families at Thanksgiving. Online at kfax.com, look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. You can also give your gift by check. Thanksgiving is one week from today. Let us hear from you today. Go online to kfax.com and click on the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage. And God bless you for standing with those less fortunate. God bless you for doing the right thing. God bless you for playing your role in really being obedient to Christ's command to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. 516, a look at traffic. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right. Well, I alluded to the markets reacting to uh, curfew orders here in the state of California. Actually, two governors uh, have now taken similar efforts to slow the spread of the coronavirus. And that, of course, is making investors a bit on the jittery side. Markets have been largely stagnant here over the last several days. Not so today as we get the latest from Premier Financial Advisor Alex Perry with Vitucci and Associates. Well, Alex, as we wrapped up this Thursday, how do things look on the big board? Um, I mean, after this November rally we experienced, almost hitting 30,000 um, points at the beginning of the week, it's kind of tapered down and it's kind of settled pretty flat um, across the board. All right. And uh, with that, of course, uh, as we say, some of it perhaps in reaction to um, what the governors are saying. We're seeing, of course, an increase in these cases, which is really raising degrees of concern in states like California and, um, and certainly New York. With all that in mind, though, there's other things going on in the news. It's been a little bit of a mixed bag. We saw last week a little higher number of applications for unemployment. Um, with that, though, there's also been some good news. One of the companies that's breathing a bit of a sigh of relief is Boeing. That's uh, just now had the approval by the FAA to allow their Boeing 737 MAX 8 back up in the sky again. I would suspect, Alex, there probably won't be a big rush to order new airplanes, uh, nor many investors running for the doors to uh, to go and invest in Boeing for a while, I would suppose. Um, yes and no in that regard. I mean, since we're still down from the beginning of the year in that Boeing stock, I'm not sure exactly how far it's down, but we have seen quite a bit of a rally. And then that could be potentially a, a good thing to pick up in going forward as regulations um, lighten and restrictions like you're atoning to kind of lighten as well as we move into 2021, hopefully. I mean, as with the raging corona cases that we've been seeing and further shutdowns, I'm not anticipating any travel really in the future. Um, personally, um, Thanksgiving is just a car ride away, so luckily I don't have much travel ahead of me. But as you know, um, Newsom and a lot of other governors have advised to not travel this holiday season. And so we're going to probably see a negative charge against a lot of these airlines, and um, especially Boeing, as even though they have this good news with the 737 MAX being actually finally able to release after all their complications, 
it's kind of met on death years as this holiday season and going into next year, we don't have a lot of travel on the horizon. And certainly as things stand a year to date, uh, while they have not recovered their high of $347 uh, price point per share, um, at least a little bit of forward momentum here, uh, ending the day up one point. One seven percent to close at two hundred five dollars and sixty seven cents a share. All of this has investors, uh, perhaps uh, you know, as we look through the holidays, Alex, we tend to get um, very distracted by gathering with families and um, special opportunities to uh, visit with loved ones, taking some time off, things of that sort. But as we know, uh, Wall Street takes very few days off other than the big holidays. And the importance of staying engaged in active management of our assets, particularly as we build toward critical mass in preparation for retirement, well, that goes on. That never takes a vacation. um, And uh, it doesn't care whether we're tired or not. Uh, it needs attention. Toward that end, as as folks are entering into um, here kind of uh, shortly the, the final month of the fourth quarter and we begin to think about uh, a brand new year in 2021 and hopefully a lot of the pain of this past year, including COVID with the deployment of vaccines behind us, what are some of the things that retirees, soon-to-be retirees, looking shortly down the road in three or four years at retirement. What should all these folks be thinking about right now as we head into the final month of the year? Um, There's no better distraction from (laughs) family holidays than kind of diving into your personal finances personally. I, I would say look at what you have, understand what assets, what investments you're currently in, because a lot of people just invest and forget. They, they know they have a 401k somewhere or had 401ks, have an IRA here, you know, a cash account there, a brokerage account here. I would just say take the time to organize your finances. It's just kind of a slower time in everyone's. I mean, personally, it's a slower time in my industry, but a lot of industries have a lot of lull as they're going to Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, and New Year's. Mind you, it's not going to be the, the festive holidays that we had in prior years, but it's still a busy time of the year. I would say take the time if there's some lull in your work time, um, your work balance, to kind of look at your finances, understand what you have. And if you're talking to a financial advisor, you know, talk to them, (laughs) schedule a meeting, maybe not for November, December, but January works too, to kind of kick off the year. But the one thing I could say is look at how your 2020 went to understand where you have your assets, what you're invested in. Does that still align with your risk tolerance? Because this year threw a lot of people a curveball or at the beginning of the year, they weren't thinking about retiring. Now, it might be closer on the horizon than anticipated. So really kind of do a personal check going into the end of the year. Understand what you have and what are you trying to accomplish. Reevaluate your goals with your significant other if you have one and look towards the future. And that's something that you can really engage with a financial advisor, especially this time of year. We're not too busy. So we welcome the call and the conversation. And I'm wondering, too, with all that said, are there certain actions and decisions that need to be taken before the end of the year um, in order to maximize earnings, reduce tax exposure, things of that sort? I know certainly things like contributions toward Roth IRAs are not required really until you reach the tax deadline of April 15th, assuming that that doesn't get moved again in 2021. But meanwhile, are there considerations that people really need to be thinking about right now before the year expires? 
Um, I would say that one of the biggest ones, especially in the world that we're existing right now, is charitable giving to reduce your tax obligation. Um, I know we talked about this in prior interviews about the need for charitable giving and how it can really reduce your tax obligation. And especially in an environment that we're living right now where so many people have been so negatively affected, going into a holiday season, it could be a great kind of two birds with one stone, you know, doing your civic duty and helping those less fortunate, but also minimizing some of your tax exposure. And, of course, if you need some help understanding what your options are, we encourage you to uh, consult the services of a tax professional. And if you need some help understanding what your options are when it comes to retirement planning, saving for a child's education, making sure that you're creating um, the proper roadmap to get you to and through retirement, well, Good folks over at Vitucci and Associates, always happy to help out. And, of course, they'll even offer you that complimentary first appointment, that portfolio review without cost or obligation. You can make that appointment easily by going online to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. And with offices throughout the Bay Region to serve you, pretty convenient to do that. You can meet in person with appropriate social distancing, or if it's more convenient and you feel safer, you can certainly make that appointment and have that appointment handled over the phone or via the internet. Lots of options available to you. And again, remember that initial consultation is without cost or obligation. So what have you got to lose? Even if you simply call to get a second opinion to say, hey, here's what my guy is doing. Does this make sense? Can you do any better? Make the call today, 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or again, schedule that appointment easily online at don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Our thanks to Alex Perry, Premier Advisor with Vitucci and Associates. Be sure to check out Don't Invest and Forget Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on our sister station, Business Radio 1220 KDOW. 5.30 right now, the gold clock, that's what it tells us. Let's see what they tell us over at the KFAX Traffic Center regarding your Thursday ride home. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. A bit of a warning, if I might, at the uh, head end of our conversation here. Uh, it is... Uh, not my custom to invite listeners to tune out. Some might say just listening to the show on some days accomplishes that. But seriously, um, we're going to have a bit of adult conversation here. So if you have young ears within uh, reach of your radio, you might want to busy them in another room for a while as we talk about some important topics here. Uh, to lead in, let me say that I understand that many parents struggle with the notion of having that conversation with a son or daughter, it can oftentimes be awkward. It's difficult to sort of understand how to address very adult issues using language that a child uh, will, will be able to understand. And yet it is critically important that those conversations take place because as we understand it, sexual intimacy is not just physical. We talk about it in those terms, and we certainly think about it in those terms, but it's also emotional, it is chemical, and it's cerebral. And developing brains that are stimulated too early and inappropriately so can leave lifelong effects. 
not just on the way your child grows up to view sexuality, but even the way they view themselves and others. With some more insights, we're joined by Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. And Clay, always good to have you join us on the program. And I guess you're you're really with this topic tonight, encouraging listeners to think a little bit more broadly that we typically define human intimacy as a physical one, and it certainly is, but there's so much more going on and failure to recognize the totality of what's transpiring and the impact that it's having can really be detrimental to one's long-term health, not only in relationships with others, but even in relationship with the very God himself. Tell us a bit more. That's right. Uh, Thank you, uh, Craig, for having me on. It's uh, a time in which uh, things are happening seems at warp speed, uh, one of which is this whole uh, idea of what happens um, in, in our minds, in our bodies, when we have a, a sexual experience. And there's a, a profound thing that takes place that's uh, not, not being talked about very often, but it certainly has either very, very good uh, impacts on people or extraordinarily destructive impact. And that is uh, something we call SBD, or sexual brain bonding. And uh, this occurs when our brains physiologically bond to whatever is in front of our eyes, or it could even be in front of our imagination at the moment of a sexual experience. And what happens when that occurs is that we have a release of some very, very powerful endorphins in our brains called dopamine, opiates, and ketalins. These trigger our brain's reward center. And uh, it's very similar in some ways to how certain drugs reward our brain. Uh, cocaine comes to mind. <laughs> there are other ones that do it as, as well. But, Craig, what's incredible about this is amazingly, our brains will literally bond to anything in front of our eyes or on our minds during a sexual experience in this respect. And uh, this uh, sexual brain bonding takes literally one half of one second to begin, begin taking place uh, in our minds, especially when we're viewing pornography. And for people who struggle with pornography, uh, and sexual brokenness, they repeat this hundreds and hundreds of times, perhaps thousands of times, using porn, for example, and they quickly relate to an altered state or a fantasy world where they themselves are the star, producer, director, and audience of their own porn show. And this starts into a pattern that becomes extraordinarily destructive uh, for somebody because there's no human being that can possibly compete with pornography as it continues to evolve and devolve in a person's life. So there's really a lot to unpack here, because as you suggest, we, we, we know certainly that there is a, a chemical and physiological reaction um, to what's going on when that, that relationship, that, that, that bonding is taking place. But some studies are suggesting that that bonding within the confines of a healthy marriage is a good thing. Um, and oh, when you are with the partner that you're going to be with the rest of your life, you want that sort of endorsement and that and that repeat uh, ability, so to speak, to 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 experience that closeness and to be able to go deeper and therefore enjoy a richer, more rewarding relationship, uh, not just at the physiological level, but certainly at the emotional level and, and spiritually too, since we're also spiritual beings. That said, when that kind of bonding is going on at the chemical level, and it's, say, a 14-year-old kid taking place who may be a bit on the promiscuous side, 
and has experienced multiple partners within several years, what does that do? Does that does that somehow um, disrupt uh, the the normal process as God designed it, or does it, in a sense, corrupt it? That therefore there are be, there are results that will come from the chemical interaction in the brain that could have a detrimental impact, and if so, what is that? Well, it's a great question, uh, and you're absolutely right. Boy, you could spend all night talking about that. Um, it uh, you know it, one really interesting thing about our brain. Uh, especially when we get involved in sex outside of what God intended it to be, whether it's pornography, uh, extramarital affairs, uh, one-night stands, you know, hooking up, whatever it might be. What happens is our, it's very different than any other type of craving that's known to man. You take any other uh, habit-forming, uh, you know, uh, gambling, drugs, alcohol, uh, anger, any other kind of craving, and they're all different than uh, inappropriate sexual behavior in, in one very profound way, and that is all other cravings known to man, our brains demand more in order to be satiated. But a brain, especially on pornography or any other types of uh, inappropriate sexual behavior, demands not only more, but more indifferent in a futile attempt to be satisfied, which of course uh, always remains elusive. And this is why in particular, pornography, which is usually the entry drug to all kinds of other types of inappropriate behavior, is so addictive and it accelerates the more destructive behavior so very, very quickly. And, and the powerful truth of this is it very quickly destroys relational and sexual intimacy in a person's life, which ironically is what's needed and craved in the first place by a porn user or somebody who, who uses sex very casually. That's actually what's being craved is relational and sexual intimacy, and that's what gets destroyed in the process of being promiscuous or using sex outside of God's intention for it, especially pornography. Is the negative impact of this exacerbated when we're talking about its impact on a young mind, a mind that is still um, physically growing and developing? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, Sexual brain bonding typically starts around puberty. Now, what's interesting about puberty right now, at least in our context of our culture, is it's getting younger and younger and younger. Uh, right now, you're thinking probably around the age of 8 uh, on an average for boys, uh, maybe 8 to 10 for girls. Um, but what's incredible about this is even before puberty occurs, boys and girls are being uh, groomed by adults uh, to start psychologically orient, orientating towards sexual matters, uh, pornography especially, uh, and, and even masturbation. Now, this grooming that's occurring with our kids today is taking place, believe it or not, as young as five years old by not only pedophiles, but even institutions uh, like public schools. It's absolutely incredible, Craig, what's taking place right now. And I, I would dare say that most of our audience is completely unaware of this taking place, because if you were aware of this, you'll get really angry really fast because, in particular, our school systems, what they're doing to our young people. And our young people are not able to assess uh, what's taking place, anywhere from that age range of puberty, five to eight, all the way up to even into your mid-20s. Uh, young people are unable to assess risk the way that adults can uh, just because our brains are not yet formed in the prefrontal cortex area. And, and we are unable uh, in that age range to assess risk properly. And this is why it's so desperately needed 
for men in particular to disciple young men into what the right way to treat sex and sexual relationships is before they get involved in too many wrong things or any wrong thing, sexually speaking. And, you know, the utter irony behind all of this is the notion that you've got a industry that's a multi-billion dollar industry whose success really pivots on repeat customers. And we know that if you can form habits in someone when they are very young, for example, they have a uh, particular desire to drink a specific brand of uh, soda, or they like to drive a certain brand of car. Eh, Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you get the point that I'm making, that if you catch them while they're young, you make them lifelong customers. Well, that isn't just a an approach that has been developed and honed and perfected by Madison Avenue, by the advertising agencies on behalf of big businesses who want to make sure you buy the same brand of clothing and make sure you're wearing, you know, X brand of jeans, X brand of sunglasses, et cetera, et cetera. But the pornography industry in particular has a vested interest in making them or us lifelong customers, and the earlier that they can plant those seeds, the better. And we see it all around us. Sadly, we don't really recognize that this is what's going on, that there is a bigger, deeper, more insidious agenda that is largely driven in many respects by dollars, as I suggest, but has devastating impact on results, because let's face it, if you change brands of soda, uh, you know, you, you, you might might become a diabetic for it, but uh, uh, the world does not end. Your life does not get destroyed, per se. Um, but if you, if you engage in the kind of inappropriate behavior early on, as Clay Allen is suggesting, it can literally be ruinous to future relationships destroy the ability to engage in healthy bonding with a lifelong partner once married, um, and and sadly impact relationships all across the board, even our relationship with God. We'll take a time out, come back to more of our conversation. Clay Allen is with us today. Some discussion about sexual brain bonding, what it is, why we need to be aware of it. This Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, we're back with Clay Allen from Avenue. Information, by the way, pertinent to our discussion can be had at avenue.works. That's avenue.works. Uh, that's the, um, uh, think of it the same as you do, .com, .org, right? But this is .works, avenue.works. You can also confidentially call Eight seven seven three two six seven thousand. That's eight seven seven three two six seven thousand. Avenue has been for many years helping individuals and families recover from um, sexual addictive behaviors, and ultimately has helped people to restore their relationship, both at the horizontal plane with their spouse, but also on the uh, vertical plane with God. We're talking today about sexual brain bonding and why in particular for young people, 
this can be so destructive. And, and as I was suggesting, Clay, just before the break, um, as much as Madison Avenue knows that if you capture a young person um, and get them hooked on your product, you'll have a customer for life, I suppose in many respects the porn industry has done the exact same thing, but to horrifically devastating results. You're absolutely right, and it gets much more sinister than that. It's not just the porn industry. It's organizations like Planned Parenthood that have uh, been instrumental in funding and authoring uh, our sex ed curriculum for K-12 through um, uh, grades in uh, public schools. You know, it's really incredible to me right now um, that public schools are now in the pornography business, and I say that very sincerely and very directly because they're very motivated distributors of pornography as of about four years ago. There's a bill in California that passed, AB 329, became law in 2016, and it's the California Sex and Gender, quote, health curriculum. Uh, I've seen screenshots of this, Craig, and I wanted to vomit. Uh, it, it shows kids explicit images. It normalizes kinky and very perverse sexual activity. It teaches kids that their basic identity as male or female is something fluid or changeable. Uh, the, uh, the public schools see parents as obstacles or barriers for their efforts to indoctrinate entire generations now. In fact, they see religious parents in particular uh, and portray religious parents as, as ignorant and untrustworthy when it comes to issues of sexual identity or activity and that it's the, uh, the, uh, only the schools can be trusted to protect their kids and teach them all about sexuality. Well, what's incredible about this bill, uh, Craig, and I hope our audience gets this, is this bill prohibits parents from opting their children out of materials that discuss gender, gender identity, gender expression, and sexual orientation. It also prohibits abstinence-only education. It also prohibits any discussion of uh, religious doctrine in the context of public school uh, sexual health instruction. And so when you see the grooming taking place by our public schools in conjunction with Planned Parenthood in the background and also the pornography producers and all of that, they're literally teaching uh, pornography to our, our, our children. They're, they're, they're showing them this. They're teaching them how to masturbate. They're teaching them how to, how to have inner, intercourse with one another. This is absolutely outrageous. And it's not just uh, with boys and girls, it's with same genders and so forth, and it's and the experimentation is over-the-top evil. This is so uh, particularly why men and women who are struggling with sexual matters, relational matters, need to desperately heal uh, from God and have God restore their hearts, their minds, their relationships, because it's those people who are healed who become God's greatest warriors when it comes to protecting our kids, because our kids are getting slaughtered right now. And it's up to the church to do something about this. And we're trying our very best to help men and women heal in this area so that we can create more warriors to come to our young people's uh, rescue, literally to rescue them and to teach them, to disciple them, to mentor them into the ways of God, not the ways of the world. And I think it's also, in, in, in fairness to educators and school systems, the public school systems, when you, as a parent, abdicate your responsibility and you slowly over time and through erosion grant more and more power and, again, as I say, abdicate your responsibility as a parent in these areas to educate and train up a child, 
Well, it's not going to occur in a vacuum. Somebody's going to come along and say, well, if you're not going to do it, father, mother, we'll take care of it for you. And some parents, sadly, have said, oh, I'm okay with that. This is a topic I don't feel comfortable with. Let the experts handle it. The problem is you have no idea what moral standards, values that these so-called experts have. And oftentimes there's an agenda. If it isn't an economic agenda, it's a political agenda. Certainly Planned Parenthood comes to the table with a huge economic and political agenda. And there are many other actors out there as well. So it really becomes ultimately incumbent upon parents to then have the talk and then train up a child and be able to address these issues and acknowledge just how much is at stake here. Um, there's an also another arena, if you can answer this question briefly, Clay, that, that I think we cannot uh, ignore, and that is not just the responsibility of parents, but also the responsibility of the church. And sadly, the church has been a little bit gun-shy to talk about these topics as well. Yeah, that's true. There are some proactive churches addressing this topic head-on. They're leading their congregations extraordinarily well, and as a result, they're thriving. But unfortunately, as you point out, most churches are not addressing this topic, and this is an enormous problem. Uh, because as, as churches avoid this topic with both adults and minors, by the way, uh, it's terribly sad because God wants us all to know his truth and to live by it. And uh, to bury one's head in the sand is to allow the enemy of our souls to run roughshod over us in our lives. And what's essentially happening by not addressing this is we're allowing the patterns of this world to guide God's people into confusion, often leading to experimentation and sexual immorality, which then is, of course, in direct conflict with the Word of God. And, and the hope that I want to leave with, uh, people with is this can be reversed. If you've been struggling in this area, if you've had uh, problems in your life in these areas, relationally or sexually, God has this incredible promise in His Word where He says that if we don't conform to the world, but, but we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, then we'll know what His will is for our life. That's wherein we find out what our God-designed destiny is. And it's only at that time that we allow God to renew our minds through relationship with Him and His Word that we discover this incredible thing that we call God, our God-designed destiny that's found all throughout the Bible that God promises each of us. And that's, by the way, where the abundant life is. And, uh, by the way, God's best sex is part of that. For those that are wondering about this, God has reserved the best sex for the people who call uh, Jesus their Lord and Savior. And that's another whole topic. Maybe we can talk about it another time. Indeed so. Well, and and certainly we have, um, we've unpacked a lot of stuff here today in a very brief period of time. And and maybe we've hit on one or two topics that have certainly piqued your interest or you just recognize that there is a struggle that you're having, Um, either a struggle related to um, shortcomings in living up to God's design for sexuality in your own marriage relationship or even concerns that you have about your children being sexually active prematurely and you're not sure how to get that conversation started or you could really need some help, use some help because you recognize that there's an awful lot of risk here, whether it be a concern for a child or for a spouse in your relationship. For more information, reach out to Avenue dot works that's avenue dot w o r k s or you can call toll free eight seven seven three two six seven thousand that's eight seven seven three two six seven thousand our thanks to clay allen founder and president of avenue for being with us and sharing that informative information eye opening to be sure here on the thursday edition of lifeline from kfax
Time now for a look at traffic. 